You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 232 with Abby Parrott. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Abby on the show today. I wanted to start doing some episodes that could help you guys figure out some jobs that you can do from home. And I know there's a lot of MLM, multi-level marketing, network marketing jobs out there. And I know that some of you guys are just like, I just don't want to do that. Um, I don't really want to do sales and whatnot. But I do want to let you know that when you guys are doing businesses on your own, there will always be sales involved because you're selling yourself and your services. So don't discount um, jobs that are involving sales because in everything we do, we have to get it out there. We have to promote ourselves. Even if you're working a nine to five, you think about a resume, a cover letter, interviews, you're always selling yourself. So just keep that in mind. But for today's sake, we are going to be talking about freelance writing. So with Abby, she is going to talk to us about how she was a freelance writer, how that worked for her, and why she created a course on helping people become freelance writers. So I thought this would be really good for you guys. If you've been thinking about what can you do for ho- from home and you just want to make some extra money, this is maybe the perfect opportunity for you, especially if you like to write. Um, one of the things that she was saying, if you consider yourself a writer, um, if writing comes easy to you, people come to you uh, to kind of like look over their stuff, to edit their stuff. You love words, you love reading. Um, she was saying that you can get paid for writing, um, and that you just need to know how to do it in regards to being a freelancer. And so she decided to create a course to help you guys do that. So I wanted to have her on to go over this and kind of just share her experience on what she has been doing. Currently, she does, um, she freelance um, writes still, and um, she helps with sales pages and email sequences, as well as the course that she created. But she started with press releases, training manuals, and she did whatever she could to write and make money. And one thing that stood out to me is that she did this for 12 years and she wishes that she would have stopped after the first year once she realized what she really loved writing on. Um, So I want you guys to walk away with this with some information um, on maybe a job that you may fall in love with. And if you feel a little bit scared of trying to figure this out, then she has the perfect solution for you. So um, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to do several episodes over the next few months, just highlighting jobs that you can do from home. So today is going to be about freelance writing, and I hope you guys really enjoy this. So before we jump into the show, I just wanted to remind you guys, if you've been listening to the shows um, in the past few weeks, I have mentioned that um, I am up to something new, and that is coaching. Um, You guys, I decided to get certified in life coaching, as well as weight loss coaching. Um, this is a certification that will take about six months. And um, and in that time, um, I need clients that I will coach for free. And so I am offering my listeners this opportunity um, because I really want to help you guys beyond the podcast. And so if you really are wanting some free coaching, um, take advantage of it because I won't always be offering free coaching, especially once I get certified. And I just want you guys to, you know, if you're feeling stuck, especially as I do these episodes where you're trying to figure out what do you want to do with your life? If you want to change jobs, you want to pivot, you just want to do something different and you feel like you may need um 
some coaching. Um, this is the perfect opportunity to take advantage of this. Um, so I still am doing travel. If you guys are wondering, I am still doing that. Um, but I knew I wanted to do something with moms beyond the podcast. I wanted to help you guys. Um, you know, I, I love doing the podcast every week, but I wanted to dive in deeper. Um, so right now what I'm doing is I'm looking for three clients for June and this is absolutely free. The only requirement is that you show up via zoom and do the work as if you have financially invested in the journey. Um, so if you guys have a goal that you want to reach, I would love to help you achieve that. So let's make 2021 your year and your goals could be, so here's some of the following topics, finding a new career, weight loss, weight management, um, or weight maintenance style for any size. I love helping people with their style. I'm hoping to do an episode on this soon. Um, styling at any size, because I think this can be somewhat challenging, um, especially if you want to lose weight and you're not the size that you would hope to be. Um, you don't want to give up your style just because of that. So, um, I love helping women figure out, um, how to dress, uh, to make themselves feel great and to find their confidence again. Um, we can coach on money, self-confidence, friendship, marriage. Those are just a few things that I can think of at the top of my head. Um, so feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. If you follow me on Instagram at mominspiredliving or on my Facebook page, Mom Inspired Living, you can also message me there to reach out saying that you would love to have the free coaching. So again, I'm looking for three people uh, for the month of June. And again, this is free. All right, you guys, let's get to the episode. Hey, Abby, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. And um, the question that I've been asking recently to my guest is, what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? Mm, so I have a standard answer that I give. Um, that, I love it. So that I'm, I'm going to give it to you. It's okay. buy Apple and Google. Buy Apple and Google. Like as much money as you have put into that. <laughs> literally, if I could go back in time and tell 20-year-old Abby one thing, oh, it would be that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know, right? And uh, and Facebook, but I don't know how you'd have to <laughs> figure out how old you were at that time. But yeah, no, I, mean, I mean, I was definitely old enough to buy that. But I feel like, I mean, I remember the Google IPO, and and I remember oh. thinking, is this gonna work? And and, yeah. and just not being sure. So if I could go back and tell, literally, I mean, I was like twenty three years old I when that IPO it. happened, and if I would, if I could just tell her, take like take a second mortgage on the house. And buy this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Is there anything that you think about today in the same way that you're like, I am taking advantage of this? I mean, I feel that way about, um, about my business. Like, I think that, you know, I think that people say, oh, well, Facebook ads are really hard now and it's not as, but I think that like five years from now, we'll think, wow, why didn't we start five years ago? So I think the fact yeah. that I have a business I'm getting people in the door and I'm teaching what I want to teach. Like I'm, I'm really happy that I am taking advantage of this amazing technology that we have and just doing the things. Yeah, that is such a great point. And we will jump into that because that's why I'm having you on the show. But first, let's um, talk about a little bit um, about who you are personally. Um, give us your name, uh, your full name, where you live and how many kids you have and their ages. Okay. I don't know what's going to shock people more in all of this, right? Um, yeah, so I'm ready. <laughs> these are fun answers. All right. So my name is Abby Peretz. I live in Israel. Although as you can probably hear, I was not born in Israel. I grew <laughs> up in Pennsylvania um, and came here 
long story. Um, I have five children. Their ages are 11, 15, 17, 20, and 21. And um, my 17-year-old has special needs. He's developmentally disabled. He's on the autism spectrum. And he had cancer and beat it. And my youngest, I I know, right? And like, that's not enough. So my 11-year-old, my youngest, was born with only one ear. And in our house, that's like not even a big deal. We're like, yeah, okay, whatever. You got another one. So um, so that's (laughs) me. And you know, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into that later with having um, a business, having kids, and then also having Mm -hmm. kids that have special needs. So um, I'm Mm -hmm. so glad you brought that up because I do feel like there's so many moms that have kids that, you know, may need more attention and, and they may feel like, yeah, but there's all these moms out there that their kids are super healthy. And so of course they can do it. So I'm so glad that you're here to talk about it and not even just having special needs. You have five kids. And so that in itself is not like, oh, hey, a walk in the park, you know? So I'm glad. I'm glad that you have five kids and you have Thank figured you. out how to do this. Okay. <laughs> well, I would not necessarily say that I've figured it all out, but well, you know, yeah, there's yeah, definitely you ways started. to do it. Then we'll yeah. talk about those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing is like, I really want to give moms, you know, some encouragement and inspire them. And and so hearing people, um, it's kind of like when you like talk to somebody who's naturally thin, and they're just talking about how oh. they're so skinny, and you're just kind of like, okay, this is not really inspiring to me, because your <laughs> genetics help you be skinny. So Correct. we need to talk about Correct. people who have figured this out. <laughs> yes, no, for sure. And for the record, I am not a naturally skinny person. Just let's put that out there. Okay. Well, I like you even better. So skinny. I do love all the skinny women. Okay. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, okay. So before we jump into like the nitty gritty of all of the stuff that you do and your business, um, how about you just kind of take us a little through your um, journey about how you got to where you are today so that people can kind of see like, oh, where did you come from? And then how you landed um, to where you are today and what you're doing. And then we'll dive into more of the details. Sure. Okay. So uh, when I was 23, um, I was living in Israel at that time and I had a job um, writing for a marketing agency in Tel Aviv. And my primary qualifications were I spoke English and I knew how to use a computer. Please don't think that I had any special training or anything like that. (laughs) I'm a college dropout, like whatever. I I could speak English. That was pretty much it. Um, And then I had a baby, my first baby, and I didn't want to go back to work in the office. So I decided I'd be a freelance writer. Did not have a clue what that meant, what that would look like, how I would get paid. But I figured I am reasonably intelligent. I can figure this out. Um, We... uh, we moved back to the States about a year after that. And at that point, I just started checking books out of the public library and reading everything I could about starting a freelance writing business, because this was, you know, 1999, 2000, we didn't have Google. Right. Um, we had Alta Vista back in the day. Oh, Alta so, Vista, um, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, I gotta remember <laughs> that. Yeah. So when you wanted to learn something, you went to the library and you got out the card catalog and you looked it up and you found it in the Dewey Decimal System. It was it was good times, Um, but it was good. I mean, I read a lot of books. I figured out what I what I could do if I would talk to clients. And basically, I found clients by pulling out the yellow pages and calling every marketing agency in Los Angeles. Do you outsource any writing? Mm. Um, And they'd say, sure. Can you write a press release? And I'd be like absolutely I can. And then I'd go over to the library and I'd be like, how do I write a 
press release, you know? So, um, so that was, that was my education basically. Uh, and then I had a whole bunch more children and, um, I kept freelancing and freelancing was flexible enough that I could continue doing it. Even when, for example, my third son was born and had a lot of therapy happening. Um, so I'd spend a lot of my time in waiting rooms with my laptop and just writing stuff for clients and doing things. And I never thought of myself as a business owner, certainly not an entrepreneur, I was a freelance writer. I was bringing in, after a while, I figured out how to bring in a pretty consistent $4,000 a month. And I was very, very happy at that level for a very long time. And then like the years went by and my children started to get older and we moved back to Israel in 2011 and my children were all in full day programs. And I was thinking about you know, taking on some larger projects, maybe working more consistent hours during the day, something like that. And that's when everything fell apart. That's when my middle son was diagnosed with leukemia and I shut down everything for a couple of years and just sat in the hospital and cried. And that was horrible. And mm. then, yeah, it sucked. I mean, like I gloss over it now, but it was, yeah. it was really bad. Yeah. I can't really imagine. Bad. Yeah. So, um, then, uh, he got better and I was not better. Um, hmm. I was in this very dark place and just like, I really truly understood for the first time in my life, how you can be sad enough to, to want to kill yourself. Hmm. Like I really was in that place where I didn't want to keep living. It just, it, everything hurt. And I felt like I had failed my other children and everything was hard. Um, and at the time I was in this Facebook group for moms of kids with cancer and we were, like I said, living in Israel and Israel has universal health care, mm. but the United States does not. Right. So, yeah. So whereas we had paid zero dollars for my oh. son's treatment, mm. these mothers in America were like, you know, I can't buy groceries this week. Wow. I can't keep the lights on in my house because having a child with cancer means you don't get to have a regular nine to five job. Like that's, they're just not compatible with each other. Mm. So so I started very informally just talking to some of these women about, you know, you could do some freelancing. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? So I just send email to these women once a week. Um, and just from my personal email account, like here, try this, do this, like, here's how I would do this. Um, and, and then they'd write back and they'd say things like, oh my God, I did it. And I'm getting paid $400 to do this thing, which means I can buy groceries. Mm. And I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. so having these women who were kind of counting on me meant that I had a reason to get out of bed in yeah. the morning. Um, so that I would say that that really saved me, um, just getting outside of myself and, and doing something that helped other people. So that was like 2016. And then in late 2016, early 2017, that's when I said, you know, I could actually, I could do this. This could be a thing. And that's when I started successful freelance mom. And here we are in 2021. And this thing that was an idea in my head is now a real business. Yeah, that is so awesome. And so let me back up for a second. So what made sure. you even feel like you could do freelance writing? I mean, that that in itself, right? You're, you're, you're talking sure. about freelance writing, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so what gave you, so before, if you back up all the way, you could speak mm -hmm. English, right? That was your right. main thing. Okay. <laughs> right. So did you know you always liked writing or so, could write pretty yes. well? So I've always considered myself a writer okay. in that I'm, you know, I've always been the person who kept a journal or a diary mm. when I was little. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
essay writing in high school was something yep. that came easily to me sure. in college in the, in the two brief years I was in college before dropping out, I placed that of freshman writing seminar, like mm, that kind of stuff. Okay. Now, yeah. I've always been a person who functions with words. And I think that if you are a person who loves words and if you're, you know, if you're a reader and if you enjoy writing and if writing is how you personally work things out, mm-hmm. then you can absolutely get paid to do it. It just becomes a matter of knowing how to make that happen. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I want to point out to um, all the moms listening that like, if they are resonating with you, if writing is a very strong strength of theirs, that this is a really great option to think about. Because I think sometimes people are like, okay, they might not always recognize what they're strong at mm-hmm. until somebody mm-hmm. says something or and then it and, and then it triggers their mind. So that's why I really wanted to kind of hone in and- on that. Absolutely. And I think that another really easy way to know that if you're the person that other people come to yeah. for any kind of writing help. So if you're the yes. person, like if your husband says to you, Hey, can you look at my resume? Yeah. Can you look at this, mm-hmm. this letter Cover I'm letter. sending? Yep. Mm-hmm. If, if, um, if, if the PTA comes to you and says, can you write our newsletter? Yes. If your posts on Facebook, like if you're constantly getting comments like, Oh my gosh, I love reading what you post. Right. These are the kinds of signals. This should start tells to you. spark something. Yes. In you. Your superpower, you might not know it yet, but if you like stand in the light and you let it shine on you, you're yeah, a writer. I love you're it. a writer in your soul. So yes. yeah. And I always say, that's why I didn't start a blog because I am not a writer. <laughs> I know that. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Know your strengths and stand in them. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, Okay. So I want to talk about you starting a freelance, you know, writing business. So share with us Mm -hmm. exactly what you do. Okay. So these days, the freelance writing that I do for clients, I write email sequences and sales pages yep. for course creators, for yeah. online course creators. Um, but that's not how I started. I mean, I when I started, I would if you would pay me to write nursery rhymes, I would write nursery rhymes. Like I wrote Love it. all kinds of things. Like I said, I wrote press releases. I wrote press releases for a semiconductor company. Let me tell you how much I know about semiconductors. Zero thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they told me what I needed to know for the press oh, release. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, I wrote training manuals. I wrote a lot of what's called corporate communications, which is just a fancy word for saying like all the internal stuff when you work at a company, when they train you on these are the laws and policies we have to follow. Um, when they train you on this is how to use our computer system. Any of that stuff, I I wrote for them. Mm. Um, I wrote what's called marketing collateral. Again, fancy, you know, writer term for just all the stuff that companies put out to consumers to say, Hey, we're awesome. And we have awesome stuff and you should buy it. Um, so anything that they would pay me to write, I would write. And that's awesome when you're starting, like in say in your first year, but I did that for 12 years and I shouldn't have, because I make a lot more money now that I do only one thing because Mm. I'm really well known for that one thing. Yes. I do yeah. like that because I, I uh, that is a good point that you bring up that um, you're now focusing on that and you get better and better and better at it, right? And so mm-hmm. um, when do you think you should have stopped? Because you said, you know, you did it too long. Oh, like looking back, yeah. how... Looking like, back, I yeah. definitely should have stopped after like after a year. I should have figured out, oh. hey, I really like these things. I really less like these things. Got I it. should... I should 
have the bravery. And it's really about courage because it feels like, it feels like I'm going to exclude all of these other potential clients. And that's not true. The Mm -hmm. opposite is really what's true. You are opening up an entire world for yourself of being the best person at your thing. And if you just have the courage to step into that, life is so much easier and better and more fun and you get paid more and you work less not because uh, partly because it takes you less time to do things because you're good at them, but also because you just, you develop processes around this yes. stuff. Like, you know, yeah. this is what I have to do every time I sit down to start a new project. I've got to do these six things in order and then it's going to be done. Whereas when you're always doing something new, you got to learn how to do that thing every single time. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Well, let's go back to, um, you were talking about Facebook ads and stuff like that and, and technology. So this is the thing that I think people run into. Um, they run into the issue of they have a really good idea and they may be really good at their job, but trying to get their business out there can become challenging. So what have you found really has worked for you? Um, Wow. it's a good question. Um, so when I was trying to get freelance writing clients, uh, it was a lot of it was being willing to talk to people. It was being willing in the very beginning, you know, get on the phone and talk to people. Mm. Um, and, and then today with the business that I'm running now, um, with getting, (laughs) with connecting with women who want to be freelance writers, right. It's really, it's, it's podcasts like this one. It's, um, it's, it's again, it's being, not being afraid to get out and talk to people. It's being on Facebook, being on Facebook live, um, getting on YouTube, getting in front of, in, getting in front of other people's audiences has yes. been a big thing, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of getting you in front of new people who haven't heard of you, but then being an active participant in other people's Facebook groups as well. So, you know, when people, for a long time, I was in a Facebook group called Boss Moms. I'm still oh, yeah. in it, I'm part but of I'm not that. really mm-hmm. active. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. back in the day, like when I was first starting my business so that I could help other moms become freelance writers, Anytime somebody asked a question in there about freelance writing, I was in there giving a detailed answer. And it's not one of those, hey, Han, let me DM you something. Like, that's not helpful. Mm. But I literally, I would answer people's questions. I would answer people's questions about getting started. I would give as much information as I could in replies to people. I would, um, if people asked questions about, like, how do you write a sales page? You know, I would literally give them explanations. I would give, I would write out entire lessons in Facebook comments and people started to notice. And then it was even today, if you go to my personal Facebook profile, my profile header on Facebook on my personal page is come and join my free Facebook group. Like Mm. I'm not afraid to talk about what I do. It's not the only thing I talk about on my personal Facebook page because I have a lot to say about my children as well. And I have many, many thoughts to share with the world that I'm sure they're interested in. Right. But like I talk about my business in those places because I love it and I care about it and I care about helping people. And the only way to help people is to talk to them and to listen. Yeah, I love that. And, and and getting exposure and putting yourself out there. I do wonder, do you run Facebook ads for your business? I um yes. Right now I'm still in the very beginning stages of that. Yeah. Um and and I'm learning more about it and there's a lot to learn. Yes. And I look forward <laughs> to outsourcing it completely. Yes. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a whole different job in itself. You know what I mean? It's just, it it is. And so, but I, why I asked that is because I think sometimes people 
are like, well, I, I don't know if I really want to spend money. Um, and so there is this balance of spending money, but then not spending so much money that you're in debt and then not making enough. And so I think there's always this, you know, fine line of trying to figure out where that balance is. Um, so that's why I wanted to ask like how you found people and whatnot. And um, so with your, with your company um, or your business, how did you figure out that you wanted to do email sequences and courses? So for people who are really good at writing, you know, you said at the beginning that you did a lot of different stuff and then you honed it in. Like, how did you figure out this is where you wanted to land? So this is actually kind of funny because what happened was when I came back um, to the world in 2017 and I started putting together my own course on how to, you know, so for moms to teach them I call it zero to freelance writer. Like when I'm talking about it, um, it's like, you don't have to know anything and I'll teach you how to be a freelance writer. Right. Mm. And as I was building out that course, I discovered that I really loved writing the sales page and the email sequences. And I was in a course for people building courses and I was listening because you have to listen right to what everybody else was saying. And everybody who wasn't a writer in that course was saying, oh my gosh, writing my sales page and my emails are, this is so difficult for me. And I was like, oh, huh. I feel like there's some opportunity here. Right. I started off, you know, in the very beginning, it was kind of a a barter system thing. Like, I don't know anything about tech and whatever. So will you make my site look like a four-year-old didn't make it? And I'll write your email sequence. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then um, after the first couple that I did and I felt like, wow, people really like these. And, you know, I I had experience as a writer. um, And so I knew I could write these things. And then I started developing my own systems and frameworks for putting them together And then I started charging people money and really focusing and learning more and more about best practices and rejecting many of the um, traditionally accepted best practices because they felt really off and scammy to me. Um, And then I worked on really building up my own Hmm. Let's like my own principles for, for email and sales pages, which are basically, you can boil them down to don't lie. Yes. Yeah. And (laughs) you know, and, and treat people well, like don't send an email you wouldn't want to get in your own inbox. Um, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So by building, building my business and my, my own frameworks based on that, I've been able to make a lot of money for my clients with email Mm. sequences and sales pages. In the process, I make a lot of money for myself. I've been able to teach, teach email in a way that's completely different to, the way a lot of other people teach email. So that's been a lot of fun. And I've been able to help a lot of other women learn not only about writing email and sales pages, but, you know, to, to do all kinds of different things so that they can each find exactly the path that they want to go on and build a successful freelance writing business. So it's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Um, one thing that stood out to me um, when you're talking about building your business, do you feel like uh, the people that you were helping, um, become freelance writers, do you feel like they're already good at writing and you're just trying to help them figure out how to be freelance writers? Or are you targeting women who it's difficult to even write and you're trying to help them like become right. so freelance writing for their own stuff? I mean, I, I should say for their own stuff. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So no, I'm definitely, it's more of the former. Um, okay. It's 
So I'm not targeting, you know, if you have your own business and you'd like and to write struggling. your own stuff. Yeah. I, right. <laughs> I do have a couple of products um, for that market. Oh, um, I have yeah, that's some cool. templates and things like that um, yeah. to help them to help them understand, you know, what's, what goes into an email sequence, what makes it work, what makes it not work, that kind of thing. I have a few things, but that's not right now. My core focus Mm -hmm. is really helping women who want to build freelance writing businesses for themselves. Um, I do want to ultimately like this year, 2021 Mm -hmm. for me is all about focusing on just providing the most amazing experience possible for the students who enroll in writing for money. Um, and, and then, uh, a big goal for next year really is to mm-hmm. build up that, that secondary audience yeah. of yep. business owners who need help with their own writing. So yeah, yeah. that would be me. And also too, like <laughs> just throwing that out there, like, yeah, I would be that avatar. Um, because I already told you that I didn't want to start a blog because I don't right. want to be writing. Um, but even with Facebook ads, you you have to know how to write it. And so I feel like when mm-hmm. you keep getting stuck you, you, it's like you can't get your stuff out there. So I do think that that would be a great uh, addition to your business because you will then pull in so many different people um, from then who you're mm-hmm. pulling in now. And um, yeah, so I think that would be awesome. But this is really good. So for those of you guys that are listening to this and you really are, you know, you love writing and stuff like that, this is where this is great to check out Abby's stuff because I do feel like people are just need a little bit of structure and kind of like, okay, so yes. what do I do and how do I do it? And they don't know how to do it. And so, and I'll make sure obviously to have all your stuff in the show notes and we'll talk about that at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to um, kind of jump into and go back to the kids, you know, especially with um, the two sure. that have special needs. Um how are you doing it like with, with all of that? Like, so we know that you kind of just shut down everything when Mm -hmm. uh, your child, you know, got diagnosed with cancer and stuff like that. And then you Mm kind of like came up out of the weeds was when you, when you started again, was he cancer free? Yes. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, they, they never like to use terms like that, but yeah, sure. they say no evidence of no cancer, ev- no evidence <laughs> okay. of disease. Um, okay. Yeah. So w- um, will he have, never be, you know, I'm sorry, will he never be like, um, acknowledged yeah, as cancer free every single year? Oh, um, okay. and, and that's always a fun time of year oh, when we so go stressful. and do the blood work and yeah. wait for that to come back. Um, but yeah, we've passed like the milestone years. Um, our oncologist has given us the all clear to like, oh, okay you know, be happy and live life and and do the things. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, when a, when a child finishes treatment for cancer, um, they're not in the very first few months, it's not normal. Like they, they're, they're tired, they're exhausted. Mm. Usually once they finished what's called active treatment, like being in the hospital for chemotherapy and stuff, um, they're still taking oral chemotherapy. So like pills at night, so they're still a little bit weak, but they've got hair again. So like they start to look more normal Mm. and people cut you less slack, but there's still a lot going on in your house. Like your life is still not normal. (laughs) So yeah. So that's, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In general, juggling a business with children comes down to, um, it comes down to a couple of things. Um, one, I think that you have to be able to carve out seven to 10 hours in your week that you can actually devote to the business, but you've got to be creative about this. You've got to remember, it doesn't have to be seven to 10 hours in one go. It doesn't have to be seven to 10 hours every day. It needs to be Mm. seven to 10 hours over the course of a week. So that could be an hour every day. That could be four hours each weekend morning. 
But you've got to find the time where seven to 10 hours in your week where you're not going to be the primary caregiver for your small humans, Mm -hmm. where you're going to be able to focus on that business. And then the other piece that to me is critical, and this is the only way I was able to build a business, is you've got to know the difference between projects and tasks. If you are putting projects on your to-do list, like write website, that's not going to work because you're going to look at that and you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't do that. So whenever I make, I start with a to-do list and then I look at it and I, for every single item on the list, I assign it one, two or three 25 minute blocks of time. Cause I know that I can work for 25 minutes without getting interrupted. And that's about the maximum that I can work without getting mm, interrupted. I like that. And, yeah. And, right. And so if something's going to take more than three 25 minute blocks, I know I haven't made it into a task yet. I know it's still like kind of project size. So Mm. I need to break it down a little bit more. And then I can plug in, you know, I can figure out, all right, well, I can accomplish, you know, I don't know, 10, 25 minute tasks over the course of this week. Right. So what how am I prioritizing those? Like, what do I need to get done? Um, and, And it just helps me be more realistic about my time as well. Like if, if you have on your list eight things and they're all three 25 minute block things. So I don't do math in my head, um, but, but that's a whole lot of things and a whole lot of hours. (laughs) And if you only have, let's say seven hours to work on your business, you're not going to get all those things done. So if you function by like, if you go into this with the knowledge that my calendar is not an aspirational document, but rather yes. grounded in reality. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. Life is so much better. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm curious, how did you come up with the seven to 10 hours that really kind of helped you? Mm, um, how did I carve them out? No. Uh, how did you figure out that that was like a good whoa. enough amount of time? Cause I think people would be like, Oh, I got to put 40 hours in, or I got to do it like seven to 10 seems actually quite doable. So doable, like, did right. you just figure because, out like that just actually worked for you? And you're like, Hey, I can actually get a lot done. Um, I figured out that it worked for me. And I figured out that a major key to being successful at pretty much anything is taking small but consistent action. Mm. And so we often set out to make ourselves miserable and we set ourselves up for extreme failure by saying things like, well, I'm going to work 40 hours on my business this week. No, you're not. Like, even if your whole family went to China and they're unreachable, you're still not going to work 40 hours on your business this week. No. Like yeah. life is going to happen. Right. There's going to be a really good, you know, Tiger King sequel on Netflix Tiger. that you're going to binge. <laughs> yeah. You know, something's yeah. going to happen, Something. yeah. right? Yeah. And so, so here's a, here's a real life example. I am, I'm going to just say it. I'm a slob. Um, and I don't keep things organized and neat, right? Okay. And a big thing that I don't keep organized and neat is my closet. Mm. And so for years, I had this struggle with my closet where every few weeks, I would be like, I have to clean my closet. And I would take everything out and I would try to make it all organized and neat. And it would be this never ending battle. So now I have a new rule. Every time I walk into the closet, I put three things away mm. because that takes me 30 seconds. Yep. And so now most of the time, my closet is mostly organized. It's never going to be perfect. And I've accepted that because I am completely imperfect in every way. Mm. Um, but it's good enough for me. So I would rather see women saying I'm committing to my seven to 10 hours because you would be amazed at what you can get done. I mean, think about how much time that is over the course of oh, yeah. a month, for two sure. months, three yep. months, a year. You can get an enormous amount done 
rather than saying, well, I'm going to spend five hours on my business every day from the moment I get home from work or when I finish homeschooling my kids, I'm going to do this until 3 a.m. And then I'm going to sleep for two hours and then I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast and work out like, no, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) I know. Aim for an hour a day and you're going to be in a really good space. Yeah, I totally love that. Um, Okay. So Abby, we're almost at the end of the show, but I did want to ask, so for people who would love to be freelance writers. Um, what would they be learning in your program? Literally everything that you need to start and scale a freelance writing business from like, what the heck can I actually get paid to write Mm. to how do I write those things? Okay. um, How do I go and get clients? And even before we get to that, um, the first two weeks of my course are yeah. all about time habits, like nice. mindset, all of that good stuff, because without that foundation in place, you can't do any of the rest of it. So we start by tracking our time for a full week and I give full instructions on how to do that. We build smart habits and we do the mindset work, which is critical to growing any kind of business. And then we get into all the actual, like how to do freelance writing. And right. we have the, the program includes um, three months of my group coaching program. So you're getting like actual group live group coaching calls on zoom because zoom is cool. Yep. And we used zoom even before it was popular and cool. So, um, <laughs> well, you are in Israel uh, after all. So yes, and <laughs> uh, we bring in guest experts to talk about how they have built freelance writing careers and to open up, you know, different options to people. Um, and it is a lot of fun. That is cool. Yeah. So I will make sure to share that um, link on the website or on the show notes so that people can check that out. Is that something that's evergreen or you need to sign up at certain times? So uh, it's a really great question. We just switched to um, an essentially evergreen model, but we're kind of like inviting people in in bunches. Like, yeah, basically what happens is you you if you sign up and you watch my my free masterclass, um, although I hate the word masterclass, yeah. let's just say, you know, <laughs> free training, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll have you'll have a personal invitation to join the program. Your opportunity to join the program is about a week long. And if you choose not to because it's not the right time or whatever. Whatever, yeah. you'll you'll have another chance later, but it's not like you can decide tomorrow. Like you'll you'll kind of have to wait your turn again because we're letting people in on a rolling basis. Yeah, that so. makes sense. All right. Well, that is so cool. So for you guys that this sounds something like this might be for you, you know, make sure to check it out. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. Abby, this was so fun talking to you. I think I could just keep talking to you, but I have to cut myself off. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I didn't ask this question. So these were the two questions that I wanted to ask you. So what made you end up in Israel in the first place? Well, this is your second time, right? So what what made you go to Israel in, in, in general? Okay. So I was, um, I just turned 18 years old. I was in my sophomore year of college and it was semester break my sophomore year. And I came on a volunteering program to Israel. Now I had been to Israel Mm. before my family is Jewish. um, So we had vacationed here when I was a kid, but I came on this volunteering program and I was like, I want to move to Israel and join the army. So I came home from that volunteering program. And I told my parents, I'm going to move to Israel and join the army. And my (laughs) father said, you can't do that. And I said, I just turned 18. I can do anything I want. And he said, let me rephrase. I'm not paying for it. And I was like, I don't need your money because I was 18 (laughs) and stupid. Um, and so then I was kind of like backed into a corner. So I moved to Israel at the end of my sophomore year. I dropped out of college, moved to Israel, joined the Israeli army and met my husband. Wow. Um, and (laughs) And then we got married. Uh, I was 20 when I got married. Um, and we're, it's 25 years later. Wow. We're still together. 
That's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and my husband is Israeli. He was a captain in the air force when I wow. married him and, um, he's awesome. And then he wanted to live in America. So we came back to America for yeah. 11, 10 years, something like that. And then 10 years ago, Moved we came back, back to yeah. Israel. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. And then, and then your child, is it a boy, the one that doesn't have the second year? Or is it a girl? Uh, yes. A okay, meet, it's a boy. A meat, a boy. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, so he was just born with one ear. Is that <laughs> just what happened? Yes. Um, just what happened. It's called microtia, which oh. literally means little ear. Oh, um, and mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's got like a little bit of a nub on the right side. It's more common in boys than girls. And it's more common on the right side than on the left side. Um, and he, a couple of years ago we had, um, he had surgery to Mm. put a screw and a magnet inside his head. And then he's got a bone anchored hearing aid that attaches magnetically from the outside. Nice. Uh Um, it's very cool. It can like, and the technology we live in amazing times. The technology is incredible. Mm. He can Bluetooth his hearing aid to his phone, to his iPad. That's cool. Um, Yeah, it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, (laughs) And uh, I don't think he even realizes like how amazing it is. Because half the time he doesn't wear his hearing aid. He's like, especially now that we're at home all the time, because at home he knows what's happening. So he doesn't need to interpret so much. Right. But um, yeah, it's, it's. Like, I don't think he realizes how incredible the tech yeah. is yet, but I think that he will as he gets older exactly. and wants to be out and about. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, I need to like ask these questions. Like, but I'm <laughs> like, it didn't I'm make a chronic overshareer. And yeah. I like love talking about this well, stuff. And I'm so, like, yeah. It didn't make sense in the, in, in the middle of freelance writing. So I'm like, <laughs> I, need, I, I don't, I always have to think about like, what are the, what are the listeners wanting to hear? And I could, the, I could sure. hear them being like, wait, you didn't ask about the ear and wait, why does she live in Israel? So I have to like <laughs> circle back. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, it was so great speaking with you. And again, I'll put your stuff in the show notes, um, but I had a lovely time talking with you. I did too. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.